Welcome. Thank you for listening to Spiritual Living with author and teacher, Francois Feinberg. May the message you're about to hear earnestly touch your heart and may it encourage you in your ongoing love of God the Father, your enjoyment of the Lord Jesus Christ, and your fellowship in both the Holy Spirit and the body of Christ. If you're a person that earnestly walks with God, then surely you've noticed by now that the harder you try to work at certain spiritual accomplishments, the less tangible, the more elusive those spiritual goals that you're after become. Why is that? Why is it that when we work so hard and we exert all effort and focused diligence, for many of us who've lived with God now for a long time, the harder I try, the less I really take a hold of that substance that I'm going after. For instance, I want to overcome a certain situation and I fixate on overcoming. I fixate and meditate on the weakness and all that has to be done, the choices that I have to make and the steps that I have to take. And so as I set out on this journey to really conquer this or that issue, in time, invariably, I fail again, and I try again, and I fail again, and I try again. And at times I conclude, like, Lord, it, why are you troubling me with this issue? Why is it that I don't overcome? Uh, are you punishing me? Are you just holding this against me to keep me humble? What's going on? Beloved. There's a spiritual principle that is as clear as day within the scriptures. And it has to do with the glory of God. You see, the more I try to attain to something, the more I have bragging rights in what I attain. And God doesn't seem all that keen on aiding us in overcoming anything when the bragging rights remain ours. In 1 Corinthians, Paul would say that, that him who boasts and glory, glory in the Lord, who has become to us righteousness and wisdom and sanctification, those are some of the things that I often go after to do the right thing, to change and transform and sanctify something within me and to attain to this wisdom. But if Christ becomes these things to me and I learn to partner and cooperate and receive and just actually meditate on Christ, who is my 
righteousness, Christ who is my sanctification and my wisdom, if I just behold him and allow him to freely, graciously, lavishly dispense that into me, then, beloved, I will take a hold of righteousness and sanctification and wisdom or all of the other things that I'm trying to attain to. I'm going to do that by grace. And when it's by grace and it's freely given, that is, I obtain it from God, then there goes all my bragging rights. And so check with yourself, you who've walked with God for some time. How often do you brag about something that you've accomplished in God? I got up early this morning, yay! Or yeah, I stayed up late today, or I read through this, or I, I gave away that. To the extent that you boast in self, well, there is the evidence that you've done it. And to the extent that you boast in God and even lay low, to that extent you can be sure that you've actually entered into the reality of something. Beloved, victory is not something that we go after and climb this mountain to conquer this beast. Victory is just a gift from God, and you can receive it by faith today if you make space in your being for God to be glorified. Victory is the love of God. When the love of God is realized within any believer, regardless of your circumstance, victory is your normal experience. You're stuck in prison. That is the prison of your circumstances. And you realize God loves you. Right there, don't you have boldness? Right there, don't you have a fresh perspective? Right there, don't you have confidence? Kill me now. I love you, Lord, because I know God loves me. In that moment, you're an overcomer. You're living victorious because the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart. You know that even if they burn your flesh at the stake, you get fired at your job, you know God loves you. All things are going to work together for you. You just have such an attitude, that very attitude, that very spirit, that is because of the love of God makes you able to face anything, overcome anything, because you're under the love of God. Wow. Victory is a gift from God. Before we actually go there, flip back to page two. On the right hand, there's two uh, translations from Rome, uh, Galatians 2, verse 20, that I put in the message and the Amplified. Let's read the Amplified. I've been crucified with Christ... That is, in Him I have shared His crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ the Messiah lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith, by adherence to and reliance on and complete trust in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself up for me. The message says it this way. 
I identify myself completely with Him. Remember I told you victory is not something we strive for. Crucifixion is not something that we strive. It's just an identification. The moment you identify with Him, boom, it's as though the crucifixion has an effect on you. I identify myself completely with Him. Indeed, I have been crucified with Christ. My ego is no longer central. It's no longer important that I appear righteous before you or have your good opinion. And I am no longer driven to impress God. Christ lives in me. The life you see me living is not mine. But it is lived by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm not going back on that. Beautiful. Flip the page. Victory is a gift, not an attainment. Victory is a gift, not an attainment. Number one, victory is a gift, not an achievement or a reward. A gift is a present that is freely given. A reward is something we get as a result of work and achievement. The overcoming life does not require our own effort. God gave the overcoming life to you free of charge. Jesus himself overcame every human temptation, even sin, even death, even the grave. He overcame by raising. He overcame being seated in the heavenly places. He's overcome every situation. That overcoming, he freely gave to you. It's like, I did it all. You just take this. This one's on me. Hallelujah. We play no part in victory as surely as you play no part in salvation. Salvation is the same as victory. Both realities come freely to you. We should realize the vanity of our own efforts in in the inability to do what is needed to truly overcome. On the right hand, I show you the two words there. Victory is obtained, not attained. To obtain something is is a possession through impartation. To attain is possession through the journey of gradual advance. You can meditate that out. To obtain is to just receive something. To attain is to work for something. Number three. Oh, y'all, this is awesome. Oh, my glory. This is wonderful. Yeah. I just had a goose pimple come up. Let me just enjoy that for a second. This is awesome. I love this. Number three. Everything Christ accomplished is the Christians for free. We cannot work before the Lord to overcome anything. Jesus' accomplishments are believers' free gift. I want to, to focus your attention to Romans 8.17. Romans 8.17. What do you need from God? It's a gift. You just abide within the Lord and the gift will manifest spontaneously. The more you try to work at it, the more I think you'll tamper with it and manipulate it and distort it and mutate it. But the more you just love Jesus, live for the love of God... Have faith in Jesus. 
Everything you need in any given situation will spontaneously manifest, graciously manifest, because you simply walk in the Spirit. I want you to notice Romans 8, 17. Let's start at verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. The Spirit has an opportunity to lead you. It manifests your sonship. You allow His shepherding. That just manifests that you're His son. Verse 15. You didn't receive a spirit of slavery bringing you into fear. When you're in prison, you don't have to fear because you don't have that spirit of slavery. When nothing in life works out in your favor, there's no fear because you don't have that spirit of slavery. I have a massive property. I need millions of dollars to try to build this property. Y'all, I should be in fear. But I don't have that spirit. I'm okay. Only thing I currently am troubled about is the deer eating my uh, shrubs. That's about the only thing that keeps me up at night right now. (laughs) I didn't receive the spirit of fear. Oh God, have you left me? Have you abandoned me? Why? Because we're sons. We know that if I'm obviously in the situation, God must have led me here. Sons are confident. They know that their dad is in control. Because the Spirit is within me. I didn't receive a spirit of slavery bringing me into fear, but I received a spirit of sonship in which I can say, Daddy, Abba, Father. The Spirit within me says, Dad. Every situation, Abba, Dad. Father. I know I belong. I'm a son. That's victory right there. Then verse 16. This is beautiful. Thank you, Lord. It's not just us trying to muster up faith and having this long distance relationship. But notice, the Spirit Himself witnesses within your spirit that you are actually His kid. Thank you, Lord. I don't have to have positive thinking, positive confession. The Spirit brings the reality of my sonship to me and ministers that to me all day long. You're okay with God. You're accepted with God. Now, I know you're about to get burned, but we love you. I love you. The Spirit ministers that you belong to God all day long. This is victory. Such a gift. Such grace. You have to work at nothing. You just have to abide and let it move you. You just have to accept it. Just believe it. It's grace. The Spirit Himself witnesses with our spirit that we are children of God. And then verse 17. I love this. And since you're a kid of God, you're an heir to everything of God. On the one hand, 
You're an heir of the eternal, never-changing, immutable, omnipotent, all-powerful, everlasting, uncreated God. You're an heir of that aspect of God. On the other hand, oh, it gets better. You're in joint heir with Christ. You've got the aspect of the eternal God freely given to you. But you also receive everything that was given to Christ. This verse says to me, when I'm going to write my own translation, I am withholding nothing from you, my kids. You've got every opportunity to live victorious, overcoming, confident, strong. I've given you everything. You're, you're an heir to my eternal Godhead. You're an heir to everything Christ accomplished. Why the complaining? Now, for everything that is of God and everything that is of Christ to become your reality, there's going to be some suffering. And here he says, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified with him. You'll not know that Christ is all the supply unless you're in a tough situation. That suffering manifests the glory. (laughs) Your very predicament and awkward situation is the salty waters in which he manifests glory, show off, miracle, breakthrough. Sometimes not just circumstantially, but more often than not, dispositionally. So this is victory. It's been given. Everything's been given. The Spirit wants to realize all of this. Oh, but the life I now live, I've got to live by faith. You've got to take this truths and let the Spirit realize it through your tenacious abiding and minding and walking in Spirit. Letting Him lead you. And He's going to lead you into suffering so that you can be, He can glorify Himself and glorify you with Him. So He's going to get you fired from your job. He's going to have people misunderstand you so that He can show forth victory. How do you know that you're different? Unless you're in the same predicament as all people, but yet you have a different inner constitution. Being a Christian doesn't mean you escape the affairs of this world. Actually, you may have more trouble, Jesus prophesied. You may have just a little bit more trouble. Paul even said through many tribulations... We must enter into the kingdom. But how will we know really God is with you? How will we know? Unless we all get into a tough, fiery furnace at some point or another. And we see who shake a fist at God and curse God. And we see who says, oh, Lord Jesus, I love you. I know you love me. Obviously, you arranged this furnace. Thank you. (laughs) Glory. That spirit is the spirit of Christ. That is victory. That is given to you.
Number four, we have the victory over sin, over the law, over death. God has given us the all-inclusive Christ. All we can and have to do is to receive His work on our behalf. The moment we receive that work, that moment you overcome. If we do something for God, sin lords over us. The wages, the reward for our labor is the lording of sin. Anything that ever comes as a result of our work can never be reckoned as victory. The principle of overcoming is the principle of grace, not the principle of reward. Christians are under grace. Grace is a free gift. You're an heir. It's freely bestowed. Everything who God is, everything Christ accomplished is grace. You just got to believe, receive, walk in the Spirit. The overcoming life is something that is received, not earned. It is obtained, not attained. Everything related to the Holy Spirit is obtained, not attained. God made Jesus Christ your righteousness, your sanctification, and your redemption. Turn to 1 Corinthians. Let's go. Our time is almost up. And I'm almost done with my introduction. Oh, glory. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 29. So that no flesh may boast before God. Verse 31. So that he who boasts need to boast in the Lord. But in between sandwich there is a beautiful verse. Notice what Jesus did for you so that God can receive your glory. You're boasting. Verse 30. But of Him. Notice it's given by Him. Because of Him. Of Him. This is from Him, not from you. Of Him, you are in Christ Jesus. Now this Christ Jesus became wisdom to you from God. You need insight into anything. Jesus is that wisdom. Both righteousness and sanctification and redemption. These are the four things you and I need to live a proper, victorious life before God. And it's all of Him. It's all given freely. Number one, wisdom. We need wisdom. How to interpret God. Wisdom, how to understand God. Wisdom. How to understand devils and demons. Wisdom, how to understand sickness and trial. Wisdom, how to understand circumstances. Wisdom, it's of God. It's freely given. Now you can boast, hey, I didn't study this. It's given to me by Jesus. In this human life, you need wisdom. Boom, it's given to you. Notice what else you need to live this human life. This life that boasts in God. Notice, righteousness. It's of Him. It's in Jesus. It's given to you. How to live right. Right with God. Right with you. Right with myself. Right at my job. Right with integrity. Right with my finances. Right with my time. How to live a life that is right in the Spirit. A life of holiness. How do I live this right life? It's a free gift. Oh, but I need, I need some change. I need some transformation. I need some sanctification. It's of Him too. 
How do my mind change? It's of Him. How do my being and my emotion and my feelings, how does it change? How does everything in me that needs to get sanctified, how does it come about? It's of Him. It's grace. The fact that you're changing is to the glory of God. We need sanctification. It's a free gift. You've got to walk in the Spirit. Let the Spirit lead you as His kiddo. He'll facilitate wisdom into your being. He'll facilitate righteousness into your being. Sanctification. And then one more word. Redemption. There are days that you need to get out of the pit. He will deliver you from the snare of the devil. God is faithful. There are days that you're going to burn and it's going to hurt. But there are days that He's going to be redemption to you. But whether He plucks you out or not, at the very least, internally, you're gone from sin. Sin is gone from you. You've been redeemed. It's a free gift. Wisdom. It's a free gift. He says in the book of James, if you need this wisdom, just ask. He's not going to find fault with you. He's not going to find reproach. Ooh, she's worthy of my wisdom. She's not. He's not going to do that. It says there in the book of James, He gives liberally and without finding fault in you. He does the same with sanctification. You need to be changed in a certain way. He's going to so easily accommodate you. Because he's in the changing business. You need righteousness. How to live. The right view of God. Everything for integrity and godliness. It's just a gift. There you go. He anoints you with these things. That is, he puts energy and a salve. A flow within you to do these many things. In the end, you're going to boast. The wisdom is not from me. It's of God. This right living is of God. The fact that I'm changing, I have to give glory to God. The fact that I've been redeemed, I give glory to the Lord. It's a gift. Christ has been given to you. And in Christ is everything we need. And then victory is God at work. We do not have to exert effort, only participation. Only acceptance. Just accept. Just believe. Just receive. God is doing the work. It says in Philippians 2 verse 13, you ought to know this verse. For it is God who is at work within you, doing both the willing and the manifestation according to His good pleasure. Who does the work within us? God. He does it according to His counsel. According to His will, according to His wisdom, according to His pleasure. God works within you. Just receive it. If He keeps you up at night, stay up. If God wakes you up, get up. If God burdens you to read, read. If He says, go call this, call. Go to that town, go. He's working within you. When He says, turn the cheek, you turn the cheek. When He says, give up, you give up. He's working that desire within you. He's putting His faith, His wisdom, everything you need in you. Just cooperate. Number two, man's way is to suppress sin. God's way is to do a miracle. By the removal of the old man, God, by removing the old man, removes the desire and the ability to sin. He who is born of God does not sin. He cannot sin. God is able to do a miracle no matter what our condition dictates to us. He can turn water into wine instantly. 
It does not matter whether the sin is spiritual, carnal, mental, physical, dispositional. God can and will exchange your life. God does not work in us to suppress sin. He works in us to exchange His life for ours. And then He expresses Himself in all that He is in us and through us. Whatever you suppress is not true victory. It's called escapism. Expression lives out what one has already obtained. In the past we hid ourselves. Now we express Christ. And overcoming life is nothing less than the full condition of Christ now. Victory, just like salvation, is definite. We should have a definite recollection of when the water turned to wine in our lives. We should know that we have left Egypt and have crossed over into the good land prepared for us by God. On the right hand there, under the law, God demanded that we do something. Under grace, God does something for us. The all-inclusive Christ lives in me, the Christian. His holiness becomes my holiness. His perfection, His honoring His mom, His caring for His disciples, all of that is in me. His fellowship with God the Father is in me. His prayer life is in me. His knowing the Bible is in me. He knows how to reason with the Pharisees. That's in me. It's given to me. The exchange life of the Father was realized and substantiated into Christ's humanity by His knowing, reckoning, presenting, and walking. The same will be true for those who are of Him. Jesus knew. Jesus reckoned. Jesus presented Himself. And Jesus walked. And that same knowing, that same reckoning, that same presenting, that same walking is now in us. Freely given to you. The final word. You have an awesome life in front of you. Awesome. Joy. Abundance. Anything you can hope or imagine and even above that. Y'all. The way I look at this thing, we've got it made for free, for free. But it takes a little attitude from you. It takes just a little bit of, okay, I'm in. Victory is just the Lord expressing all his many faceted person that he is in every situation, and I allowing Him to do that. Sin is not my Lord, Christ is. I don't have to try to suppress sin. I'm, I'm not even considering sin anymore. Brothers, we still sin. Sisters, we still sin. It's not my meditation. I did it, I just say, sorry, Lord. You know what's my meditation? God, Jesus, I look to you. Lord, I look to you. I won't be overwhelmed. You try to eradicate sin, suppress it, deny it, all the stuff. Try to beat yourself. It's not going to work. You sin, you just say, sorry, Lord. He's not, he's not bothered by your sin. He already paid for that. He just needs you to acknowledge that. What bothers the Lord is that you don't worship Him. 
You don't abide in Him. You don't look to Him. That's the issue for Jesus. Amen? All right. I give you now permission to be an overcomer. Because the overcomer is within you.